and welcome to Trenta, 30-something conversations with 30-somethings and the 30-something else. You know, they say that as kids, we have cousins as our first friends. So now I invited three of my cousins who each are in a different decade. So yeah, um, here they are. Here's Candy, Kiana, and Kara. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much. People can see me. (laughs) (laughs) I do not get this. My invitation. So yeah, um, I don't know. Yay! Thank you. Yeah. So I don't know if you know Kiana and Kara reached MIRC, but Ken's, I know you can relate to MIRC, right? That was a chat. How dare you? Thing. So, yeah, I always <laughs> ask my guests to give their ASL. Do you know what ASL is? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Who who wants to start? Should we start? I guess with... I'll start because okay. I, I can relate to the ASL. Hey, For ASL. Sure. So, my name is Candy. I'm 30 five years old, female from Cebu City. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? I'm going to go next because Ate, Ate Candy is the eldest. Um, so, hi. Um, my cousins know me as Kiana. Uh, so, you can call me Kiana. And then, my, I'm 23 years old. And I'm female from... Lahug, Cebu City. And finally, uh, hi, I'm Kara. Uh, I'm I'm 18. I'm female, and I'm also from Cebu City. All right. Yeah, she's home for the lockdown, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you're. One is in her teens, one is in her twenties, the other, the other is in her thirties. So I think it, I, I, I thought this would be an interesting mix. So yeah, um, maybe we'll start off the conversation with, by, by talking about generations. So I think we're from different generations. I don't know where you identify yourself, but so my question would be, where do you identify yourself? Whether as do you identify yourself as a millennial, as a Gen Z, or how do you call it, Gen Z person? And how would you define your generation? I know people can't see, but my T-shirt would show my decade. It says, "Love is all I have to give." From the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Did you get that from the concert you watched? No, actually, I had Kara do this font so that we would wear it in the concert. Ah, love it. So, my Barkada, me, Cindy, Katrina, and Murky all went to the concert and we all did different lyrics on our shirts. Cool, cool. Because we are such fans. So, I identify myself, I'm not quite sure... Because I'm not into the lingo or the mm. terms. But I am a 90s baby. What does that make me? An old That's, millennial like me. <laughs> like, it's like, pre, like, pre, it's like the start of the millennials, right? Right, mm. right. I think that, that's what it is. Yeah. So everything <laughs> that's um, pre-internet and, you know, 
with the internet, that's my generation. I got, I, I think right now, I'd say I got the best of both worlds. Because agree, agree. I got the time when there was no internet and everything was done prehistoric. And mm-hmm. also, I'm now in the generation where I got the internet and I love it. But mm-hmm. I, I believe that, you know, I got the best of, the best of both worlds. Because uh-huh. I, I know what it's like. Right. You know, I had a I had a realization over the weekend, Ken's no, like before we, we used to spend so much money on cassette tapes and then eventually CDs. And then now like everything is free on Spotify, on YouTube, like a whole album is there. So like see the difference is so stark, I guess. So yeah, I think yeah, that, mm-hmm. I think I super relate to that getting the best of both worlds, like the analog to di- to digital shift. So yeah. What about Kiani? I think you're in the middle, no? Yeah, I'm in the middle. Like, I always used to think that I was a millennial. So, that's how I, that's how I identified myself. But then when you asked this question, I went, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google something up really quickly. But so I thought, like, I'm Gen Z. For me, my generation is really just like, people, if, if Ate Candy started without the internet, we grew up with the internet, like we, we saw how we saw YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, we saw all of them evolve and it's still evolving right now. So we grew grew up with the internet, that kind of generation. Right. So you're like the digital natives, Joss. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Car? Uh yeah, uh, same in. I I think I identify as a as a Gen Zer then. Um, if ever one of the older ones, because uh-huh. like because to an extent, uh, I still had like a large part of large part of my childhood na, uh, like analog din in a sense. So like it's not like for example like like my point of reference is like Christoph and Kinito. Like we oh, like we yeah. didn't okay. have. Uh, like weren't we weren't married to to like screens or stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and like, like me and Atikyani and all and all the other like, the younger cousins we'd we'd still play in in, in Busai, we'd still play in uh in, in the fields and then we'd we'd have that kind of um or like when when we go to school we'd we'd still I mean, like we still grew up with the whole Manila paper teaching. It wasn't right. in the the standard wasn't PowerPoint yet, but yeah. but I also I think it's still you the, the Gen Z is really just like digital natives would like we really grew up with with the internet and and now it's it's like second it's like second nature for us right yeah. super like I'm so amazed that your generation like at the, at such an early age you're so tech savvy. Like, I remember, I don't know whether you can, but my I got my first cell phone, like, when I was grade three, I guess. Good for you, grade three. The <laughs> only reason why I got a cell phone was because of Tita Tang. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and before, and before, like, cell phones were banned from from being brought to school. So, school. so they would yeah. be confiscated. Like, I, I had two cell phones confiscated in grade school because of that. So yeah, I wanted to I wanted to you know um, pick your minds a bit, pick your brains a bit, and give certain topics. And because I wanted to see like if there's any difference and any similarities as well in in you know your opinion in on certain issues. So as ladies, 
you know, a top issue would be, I guess, body image. So I'd like to ask, mm. did you struggle with this and how much did it matter to you growing up? And then my follow-up question would be, at your age now, does it still matter? Okay. So maybe mm. let, let's, let's switch things up a bit and maybe start with Kara naman. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, hmm. Like when I think about it in terms of my body image, I don't think I, I don't think I was at a point where I really, really hated um, how I, like how my body looked in terms of like figure. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like of, of course, like my, like of course my, my mom, I think my, my mom being uh, like a particularly like older mom compared to the rest of my generation's moms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she still brought over a lot of the old like, like, oh, you're getting kind of fat or like, or like, or you need to be, you need to be thin or you, need, you have to wear your hair a certain way or stuff like that that I think most, most kids my age, like their, their parents are much more like liberal with that. But I, my, my mom's a bit uh, my mom's a bit older, so it still carried on. But I think the the difference was that I was never really bothered by it because, um, and b- because my the, the peers I'd, I'd meet in school or like what uh stuff or like stuff like that, um, they never really like uh, enforced it really on me. So that, that wasn't really an issue growing up. Um, if ever it was just like the the typical things like teeth or um, but there was a point though, but I feel like it might be like a teenager thing or, or something. Uh-huh. Like in, when I was in the younger teens, it was really like the whole wanting to be cool. So I like makeup, like getting into makeup or trying to look older. Uh-huh. But I think right now, like, so it really was just like, I, I guess less of figure, but more of like your face. I right. think was the, was like what people talked about. So like, your eyebrows had to be, let's say, I had to be bushy or, or a certain way. And um, like you, you had to have like rosy cheeks or like this glowy, dewy, whatever. Um, but I think right now uh, at 18, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable like, like in my own skin. And I think it helps then that like media and other people or like the popular the popular thing now is just to be a bit more, is to be more welcoming and and inclusive of different body types. So right, uh, yeah, like, I feel I feel I feel like kind of secure in how I look and and how I feel. Though I'm not I'm not like the most fit person or like the most like the, the skinniest person, but uh, I don't really feel any social pressure to kind of change that. Oh wow, that's so good to hear. Like at your young age, Nona. You're, you're secure in yourself, in your physical self. And yeah, I think, I think media plays a huge role in that. Like, I mean, during our time, body positivity wasn't such a thing. And then now I think, you know, you th- do, you, do you think that helped so much? I mean, like, was it a huge factor in you, you know, in reinforcing your confidence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. I think, um, being a teenager at the same time, the body positivity movement was coming around. Um, I think it really made a difference since 
like a lot of the insecurities and like the forming of your identity comes in your teens, right? Right. Um, and a lot of the a lot of the like like emotional baggage gets a bit formed here um, before you realize it. I think later in your life. Mm. So I think having having that body positivity like at the same time where I was finding myself and finding my identity made it more like made it quicker for me to be like okay with myself or like less uh or or, be, or come quicker to the conclusion that oh it's okay being myself like I still had that whole period of like oh I want to be cool I want to look old I want to whatever whatever I have to look a certain way but it, it was quick I, I think it took a less amount of time for me to kind of get over that and just you know, focus on myself. Oh, that's so nice. What about you, Kenny? For me, I think it's the same with Kara. Like, you know, in your teens, when you're in your teens, you just start high school and stuff, and then you start to realize, oh, my body is changing, what is happening? Like, And for me, what I did, I think for my whole teens, I used to wear really big shirts because I didn't like um, attention on my body at all because like you know I'm super like small and curvy and then I don't like the attention that I get like if I'm walking on the street especially since I commute and stuff so I did not like that attention that was being drawn like given to me so I just decided to dress a certain way and, and I started to realize that why am I like this why is it like that but then like now I see, like I'm totally super different from my sister who, you know, who has really re- revealing clothes. While me on the other hand, like I, I have to think really hard. Am I okay to even wear this type of shirt? And I'm just gonna ride a jeep. <laughs> like I have to think really hard. But I, I don't know. But being around with the people who are around me, with my sister and uh, my friends who are around me, family around me. Like, I got to a place where I'm okay with, like, showing my body and being okay, being proud of it. But, yeah, there's still a very small part of me, like, especially when I was in science high, because it's a public school and it's, I had to walk everywhere and go everywhere. And I, I was so conscious about my body. But right now, I think that I'm, like, in a place where I can, like, wear whatever I want already. And I'm just figuring that out. So I think it's a process, really. So that's funny. Aww. What about you, Kenz? You know, I ha- it was a good thing that I was super skinny, well, malnourished skinny as a child because growing up, yes, there was, there, there was this certain, and I know from my classmates, most especially our generation, it was like do not go under the sun um you know you have to be white as much as possible you have to be oh this is the lighting by the way that i look really white but this is bad lighting but you especially now you know, one of the things that i saw in in facebook and and i like and and i like their i like their 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 voice and their message morena moreno I think you've guys seen them around, right? And yeah. one of their, their t-shirts was like, I like my tan tita, which is yeah. something that I can, I can definitely relate to. Although, you know, for my parents, it's not a problem with them. But I saw it a lot in school. I saw it a lot in school where their parents would really force them to 
hide under the sun, bring an umbrella, just so that they would not turn any darker. Yeah. So my generation really had that that issue. And then on in weight, it's it's not a problem for me because they really wanted me to pattern me up, and only now <laughs> that I turned, <clears throat> where I you know started to gain the weight that I wish I didn't have, but. <laughs> I think yeah that that's there there was a lot of body image issues before that people you know that that the older generation did not realize was really hurting the the confidence of of um of us i mean i i I didn't have a problem my problem was I really needed i wanted to be fatter because I was really super malnourished looking being scoliotic having a scoliotic brace did not help my confidence <laughs> at all. Right. Well, although I realized, you know, that was that's what made me skinny also because it was very constricting. So my appetite, you know, if I got full, you can't you can't get full too much because there's nowhere to breathe because of the scoliotic brain. Yeah. So it was so hot in the in that. So I was probably sweating all my fats out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, I super relate to that like Morena issue thing because I only started embracing my being Morena when I was like fourth year high school to like college. Because before, like in grade school, I'd be so ashamed of my color because the definition of beauty was like, you, sh- you should be white. You should have straight hair, right? So it's like, a, you should be like Chinita. That was like the that was like the uso thing, like being right. a chinita girl, yeah. being if, white, a rosy cheek. Yeah. If when you said chinita for us, it was oh you have to be um, foreign looking. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not chinita for us, it's foreign looking, like mestiza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mestiza. But now it's like everyone's trying to embrace their own skin, so I think it's really a good thing. Super, it's a step forward as to body image no another topic i would like to discuss is dealing with the pressure from family so (laughs) is there a certain type of pressure that you felt growing up and what type was this and how did you deal with it do i start sorry (laughs) mine is gonna be really quick because I think being the one of the first apos in the in our generation in our in our group mm-hmm. helped in a sense that there wasn't pressure. Which thinking back now, I, I'm like, they should have pressured us. Most especially in school, when I see you guys achieving <laughs> so much, I'm like, what man? What was I doing when all my other cousins, my younger cousins, were excelling and super excelling what's another word for you know being on top of things and i'm like hmm, okay we didn't really have that we didn't have no extracurricular activities that we do and i think i'm compensating for it now with with my extracurricular activities that i've done in the past uh-huh. because when i see you guys i'm like hmm they're really, they're really <laughs> doing something and i was like did I really do enough as a child when I was in high school, when I was in college? Now I feel kind of guilty about it. 
Oh, that's really interesting, no? <laughs> there was lack of pressure on your part. What about, let's hear from Kiani. For me, I mean, my parents, like, you know my parents. My parents are very, like, hippie. Like, I always, I always, whenever I, like, try to, you know, to ask my parents, like, you know, try to describe my parents, they're, like, you know, just chilling, like, just relaxing and stuff like that. I've never really felt any pressure to be, especially like when I got into uh, science, I mean, public school. <laughs> when I got into public school for high school, I saw an older parents were like telling them to, you know, you have to do this, you have to do your projects this way, and you have to pass all your other parents are like that, but my parents didn't even teach me how to do algebra. Like, <laughs> I have to figure it out myself because my mom and my dad were also struggling with teaching me so I had to do it myself so they're pretty chill um kinda I think same with Ate Candy and uh, kinda lack of pressure but really put grab in a pressure but just like kinda I think the pressure to go a certain way lang yun my parents only decided to pressure us towards something we want to do very late na so I think I only started getting into extracurricular stuff or extra extra stuff like fourth year high school now. Then I realized, oh man, I could have done the school newspaper or I could have done this, but I did my, my parents were just like, Oh, okay, she likes to write. Okay, do you write? But not, you know, try for school newspaper or try, you know, do competition. So kinda lack of pressure, I guess. Same long. That's so funny. <laughs> what about you, Car? Oh, I would. I think I'd say the opposite. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I think like my my mom, like I think it's like on on the person like being the firstborn, and then like I think again being the firstborn, having older parents than the rest of my generation, and so and for and my my mom for 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 lots of of my life being the one to raise me alone. And her being like the strong woman that she is, and then me being like a, like a, a girl. I think there was there definitely was a lot of pressure go- growing up, and I think a lot of pressure now. So, like for example, they're they're much more lenient towards towards Bea. So sis, so 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 Bea, so Bea, so Bea is like the uh, I think like it's, it's like the second child, the Bunso syndrome. Like so, Bea gets the uh-huh. she's going with her fine arts degree and uh-huh. going like, like going into these theater arts and then and then for me kind of like the the pressures going up and where and where it led is like there's always like a constant push to uh, like a constant intentional push to, to keep being better uh-huh. which I think um, I guess I guess the, the effects of it now like growing or like kind of going into college and kind of thinking about it it's just it's just hard to or like it, 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 I take um, I take failures very badly now so I think like this this there's this whole push like like all of my life like you have to excel in these certain things you have to you have to like like go into like being a lawyer but like now I don't want to be a lawyer I don't want I don't know what to do and then and then yeah, there's like that and even now I think like even admittedly though like my mom is now much more like liberal with things 
um, I think there's still that remnant na because I'm the I'm the firstborn. Um, they have like these certain expectations of me to do right. to do or be. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's nice that you touched on that. No birth order. Do you think that has that has something to do with who you are now? Do you believe in that? Yes. Yes, I really do believe there is something like being the eldest of three, you know, eldest of the three, you know, I felt like I always always had the responsibility if something, if if my sister did something bad or my brother did something bad, I would take it out on myself. Like I could have been a better ate, that kind of thing. So I kind of like... Um, I I don't know if it was pressure from my parents. Uh, maybe I'm putting pressure on myself because I'm really that way. But I really felt like I had to, you know, take care of them always. And if something bad happened to my sister, I would always be like, I should talk to her more. I should have, you know, encouraged her towards the right path. So I'm not entirely sure where that pressure comes from. But for sure it's there. <laughs> so yeah. I super agree. Like the three of us, except for Kenny, we're all eldest daughters, right? We're all eldest children. So I don't know if it's like it's really like a natural thing to be wired that way, right? I also I also agree with what Kara earlier said that there's always that pressure to do better, and then you feel like when when it comes to the next children, it's like oh they're more chill, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was just an experiment. Oh, on me. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, like and, and on that point, like I feel I feel like it's an eldest daughter thing. Um or you know, at least from my experience to kind of to be on top of everything, like not just on in like my personal or academic life, but also on the family. So like for example, like like being the one to figure out like how to pay the bills or how to or how to do all these different things or being the one interested to go to these different places and 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 do the family stuff that like that, that like that my younger I mean that, that the younger sister that my younger sister doesn't right. necessarily know how to do. Even little mm-hmm. things like ordering online or like figuring out how to buy these tickets. Like I feel like a lot of the pressure on to, to just know everything is yeah that, that's kind of what was put on me then. What about you, Ken? But what that's a good think? thing. That's a good thing, Kara, because those are life yeah. skills. I mean, it took me a long time to, it took me a long time to grasp the responsibility um, that's needed, and and I and I can't speak for Cludi, but <laughs> I don't think she had that pressure. <laughs> I don't think she had the first. First, you know, first daughter syndrome because she she was spoiled. She was spoiled because again, being the first apo, the you know, girl. I I think she was she was spoiled um, growing up. So and and for us and and you know, I'd say that yeah, they were they were lenient. Again, there was really I didn't really feel any pressure from my parents um, about certain things like even even in school this is just like make sure like you pass you know don't uh-huh. get low grades but not like you have to be on top you have to to do all uh, everything and now being an a certified adult i'm like 
well, these are things that I should have known as a kid or at, at least, you know, trained me paying bills, doing things online, booking flights, you know. I only did that when I, you know, when I graduated, when I had work. Those, that's when everything, you know, set in. And I wasn't really being like on top of family, family matters or, you know, being on top of the household, except for now when it's locked out. Um, that's the only time where I really feel all, you know, the need. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm old enough. I, I shouldn't be relying on my parents as well. So if you start young, at least you know how to do it. And you wouldn't be like questioning yourself as a 20 plus year old, like, <laughs> how, how am I supposed to, this is how you pay the bill. Oh, I can do it online. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have been going. I shouldn't have been going to the banks all this time. Right, right. <laughs> the diet centers and everything. Yeah. Like this could be this. It could have been much easier. I would. I would say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, good to know that there wasn't that much pressure, <laughs> except for on Kara's part. <laughs> but yeah. You're handling it pretty well, I guess. Except, so, so yeah, congratulations to you, Car. But Thank I wanted you. to move on and like get into this Q&A portion where you can ask each of us, each of the rest of us here, what it is you wanted to ask ever since or, or even like top of mind. Like what, is there a question that pops into your head that you want to ask? Each of us here, including me. <laughs> Who wants to start? Wakusa yeah. prepare any na part. No, I should have thought about this more. Wala ko na Google. No, that's the point. I have, I have a question. Okay, uh, go, Carf. Address to whom? I think everyone, because okay. I because I just want to hear your thoughts on it, Cord. Like, what are your like, what's your viewpoint on, like, love and relationships? Kara, get again. I don't think I'm in the right group. I don't think I'm in the right group, guys. What about <laughs> it, Kara? Like, like, like the perspective on, on, on relationships. Kay, mm -hmm. like I was thinking about it, kay, my mom. Um, like, like, for me, for example, uh, I, I I don't think I follow a lot of like courting norms. Like mm -hmm. like for example, my mom is older pod, so so when I tell her like, oh, you know, I, I confess to this guy that I like or I ask to define to define this label. And then my mom would be like, you know, I, I never understood how you can do that. Mm -hmm. Like how like why like why why it's so easy for you to be the first one to make a move. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to ask like What's and based on based on your age or growing up, what like what was, yeah. uh, what was, uh, what were relationships expected to be like, mm -hmm. or the outlook on love? Okay, well I can growing up none none. <laughs> You're not supposed to have a boyfriend. <laughs> that was growing up. Or growing up, you're so, you're supposed to hide it. Like yes. I don't know, but growing up we weren't at least me. I wasn't as open. I guess, even up to now, like, Candy always says, like, I have a secret life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You do. 
I would say that like in high school, grade school, high school, you know, you'd always think that the guy has to make the first move. So it was always like that. And then once you reach your 20s, you find that, you know, it, it doesn't need to be like that. And um, you, before Mangood, like I would measure, like, you know, you know how when you're young, you always measure na dapat, like, um, dapat, he texts first and dapat like you wait a few more minutes before like that. But but like coming into my 20s, I learned that, you know, there, there, there doesn't necessarily have to be dynamics like that, you know, just, just go with what you feel. And like, at least, you know, like in the end, if it works out, if it doesn't, at least, you know, that you've done whatever it is you were supposed to do, like, at least on your part, you've done everything, diba? So coming into like, my relationships later in my life, I mean, like in, in my mid-20s to like, yeah, early 30s, it's more like, um, I, I would really say what I feel. I wouldn't, you know, there was more courage, I guess, on my part to like, to be more vulnerable, <laughs> be more, um, you know, not to, not to take note of mistakes because I, I realized that was really a flaw I had in my past relationships, like when I was younger. So yeah, I took that with me as a lesson moving forward. <laughs> uh, I think for me, because we, we grew up, you know, it's you're not supposed to have a boyfriend, you're not. And especially having an older sister like Judy, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things that you've witnessed and you say like, okay, I'm just not going to go through that hassle. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go through that hassle. I'm not going to go through, through my parents being mad at me all the time. You know, it's just that. I mean, if I like somebody, yes, you, we would hide it. We would, we would hide it. I would say I, I didn't really hide it, hide it, but it wasn't an open discussion. I mean, even now it's not an open discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Not unless it's like super serious, then maybe that's that's an that would be the open discussion that it would be. But when like in terms of dating, it's it's you just you just learn. And I say for me, I'm more of a well, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm people always mistake me, especially at work. They always mistake that I would not be willing to uh, go out. Like they, they see like a certain type for me that, oh, okay, you know, I'm, they see a certain type that, oh, that this is for candy. Oh, this person, no, 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 should not even be thinking about that. But I'm very, I'm very open. I'm very open. I'll go out with anybody once because you never know, who, you know, who you're gonna like, not un until you actually get to know that person. Good for oh, you, yeah. Kim. Yeah. Oh, anybody wants, it's fine. Anything wants, it's fine. My mom said, my mom is scouting for you, huh? Like, she's, she shows me pictures. Yes. <laughs> she wants <laughs> to you know, I, and this is, this is why I love your mom, because she's very supportive. She's yeah. very supportive <laughs> about anything I do. <laughs> right. But it's it's hard. It's hard because people have the perception or they, they think they they have the you know, they, they see me as being this way because I act this way. But you know, if anything wants, I mean this is love and then now I'm into my K drama, so 
the more I'm like, oh my gosh, I need all these things that happen in the K-Dramas to be happening. <laughs> I have become delusional about it now. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kian? <laughs> For me, um, well, because well, I think the conversation has come into two parts, the family's reaction or how you deal with like the family. So I'll do that first. For the family, well, I was the first one to really introduce uh, my ex to my, my family. <laughs> my ex to my family. <laughs> so I was the first one to really uh, introduce like uh, having a significant other in the family and he would have uh, he would have he would go to our place and do maguete and stuff like that so for me it was like a challenge because it was kind of an experiment to see what how our parents would react so my sister and brother who would like hide their stuff would be like oh, okay so this is how mommy is this is how daddy is mm-hmm. it'd be like that so at least I I felt so much pressure on my part because I felt like it had to work and stuff because I've already introduced them a good. But like, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Koan, but what I did realize with my parents, especially with the, the recent breakup of 2020, because I think I can be more, at least naka, even ako sa parents, I really more na open with a communication channel about that with them. Um, especially my, and my, my, my dad, it's so weird because he was like, it's the start palang dang dan awkward sa then in the end awkward sa so then I realized you know what there really is no handbook to having a kid like they don't have like certain chapters on how to handle these kinds of things like my mom was really open with it and my dad was like um we're really weird about it so I like I think moving forward I know I can be more open about things I'm not so sure as to like you know, how serious a relationship is, but like, I think I can be more open with that to them ever since the, yeah, my, my recent experiences with my relationship. Well, as for like, on the relationship norms, for me, yeah, like, when I was in high school, I really had to care about like, oh, I shouldn't, I'll give some time so that he doesn't think that I'm waiting for his sex or like that, those kinds of gamayna stuff. But then, I really don't care. Like, I, I saw it before now. There, there used to be an issue about double texting. If you like, you seem too eager if you text a lot of things. Like, ha ha okay, how are you? Like, that's, I don't really care about that anymore. Like, I will really text you the whole paragraph if I feel like, I will even record myself if I can't even, you know, articulate it in writing. So, kana, I, I, I realized that I, if I want it, I'll just really go for it. Na lang kay, love. You won't get it. Yeah, you 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 won't get it if you you know if you make pa bebe pa, pa hard to get or whatever. I get I don't know. It depends on you if mag hard to get ka. That's your if that's your kind of thing. So so hello. So koan. So oh so koan kana. I I felt if I if I want to do something I really get it. Long good. I don't care anymore about the relationship norms. But you know, my parents really think that this is what you should do. Okay, when you have a boyfriend, you have to let the boyfriend go to them and ask permission. Na, 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 na. I didn't even go through the courting thing. So like, I can't really... <laughs> courting thing is, isn't like isn't popular, isn't a thing anymore. Kana. 
And I think oh, a factor also there, Kian, is because like, let's say that was in Dumaguete, right? Or like for me, that was in Manila. Yeah. So it's the long distance. You can't really introduce right away. Yeah, yeah. So, he just suddenly appeared and he's just been there. And then now he's not dinner. Anyway. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I That will be for another episode. <laughs> okay. So, Kian, you, what about you? What's, your, what's a question you would like to address to each of us? Well, for me, hmm, I think that when, when you ask, first asked the question, I think the first one was like, how, what is, what, what is your perception of our relationship as cousins? Because for me, personally, like, I always think, I always just thought now, oh, we're cousins, so that immediately means that we're close. But then I realized not other people are close to their cousins. Right. So, like, I really, I always just thought na, oh, we're cousins. But then I didn't think na, oh, I think we're close because we see, we go to Busai every every week. Yeah. So, I, so what is your perception of a relationship as cousins? That's a tough one. Why, why do you have to think about it, Paige? Why do you have to think about it? The no, answer is, yes, we are close. Yeah, we are close. But her per- the perception, I mean the perception. Yeah. That's a tough yeah. question. <laughs> Anything. Would you, like, would you consider us close? Would you be, oh, like, do you think, like, to be honest, I already talked about this with Ate Nini already. She knows. She knows this already, like, We think na, you know, if there's time that Lola, you know, it's time to go home for Lola, do you think we would still be the same cousins as we are? Do you think we're just gonna drift apart? Those kinds of questions. So that's what I'm trying to think. Ah, like, do you think, yeah, so can I, maybe it's mm-hmm. easier to answer the question. I made it a little more specific. Hmm. No, I think, I think we are close. I, I would say personally that, I mean... I'm, I I would have wanted a cigarette. Maybe I maybe effort lang on my part na I didn't make an kulang lang sa effort on my part to make it to make concrete efforts to make a deeper relationship with each of the cousins. But I think generally we are close. And like I remember, like when we were kids, like sila Atikludes, Manujino, the twins, we would always play, right? Like wrestling yeah. and whatever. We were super close. Like we would play at the backyard of Lola, finding all those, what do you call them? Water, water, water bombs. Water bombs, water, yeah. Water bomb. we, have, we have those shared memories, which I think, go moving on to the younger cousins, I wasn't necessarily able to have. So yeah, now I think, you know, those those times, na, I, ever since I came back home, I appreciate those times and we'd go to the, we go to the coffee shop and then we just chica, diba? So yeah, I think I think that that blue is like there. So yeah, it's a matter of me making an eff- more effort to like you know deepen that relationship with like each of those cousins. But definitely it's there, and I'm and I'm so blessed na you know we're close. Like the 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 Angan cousins are close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For for me, what I think like I <laughs> I actually really like um. I think I attribute a lot of a lot of who I am to like to to growing up with you know, with, with the Angan cousins, and I think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of my personal personality traits I I only got because of uh, because of how close we are. Like for example, like if it's uh like I like I, I got I got I, I got Kuya Kuya Gina's Game Boy and he was one who really thought like he's the one who really introduced me to like Pokemon and like all the different video games that I love. And and so and that's still like a really big part of me. I, I still love I still love video games. I still love this the specific genre of of video games that he that he introduced to me and that we would play in in, in, in those Sunday lunches. And then if it's uh it, it, like like music or like uh I got my I got a lot of my music um, influences from like Kuya from from Kuya Joseph showing me his iTunes and us listening together in in Busai or Ateninia leaving her CDs of like boys like girls in the in the condo and I would listen to I would listen to them like all the time and um, <laughs> been looking for it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they are anymore. <laughs> Girl, everything is on Spotify. Get over it. <laughs> and and like, like like whether it's all it's like writing from writing or or even Atikiani was also like debate for a while and 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 um and like uh or I mean, all, all those different things like like I can't say them all like from the top of my head, but I do attribute like a lot of myself from all the different things I learned from you. And it's why I think I'm struggling like a lot with this with this quarantine because it's like it's yeah like like we haven't seen each other in how many months and then at at the wedding just like all of us being there or at least at at least some some of us being there and just like talking and like like how like how it would be in in Sundays or or whenever I like. Or or when when me Ate Kiani and and Ate Kayla like af, like after that went, wedding and we went to 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 Busai and then we we're just like on the on the couch and just like all over each other like just, just like talking and everything and and, and updates and it, it, it's those things I think I, I I really miss now um, especially like I'm going to be staying here for a whole for a whole school year and and again the summer and I don't know when I'll be able to to see to see you guys again. Or like oh. like have those like full house moments. Right. Um, Who yeah, puts so, this and, new year, the Like the tradition, the New Year's Eve, and then I love that. Yeah, like, you know, like everyone like, like, in the sala, and we all play games, right? Yeah, and I think also growing older, um, and especially growing growing older, there's a lot of like, and and like like since I'm the second, I'm the second youngest, so now that now that I'm getting older. I think there's a lot of more range of things that we can talk about. <laughs> like you don't really have to censor anymore, or yeah. it's like drinking, like drinking together, or right. or, or or just talking, talking more. I think, um, Ian, it, it's it's like why I I I really I really love all the cousins, and I love all, when we're all able to hang out with each other. And um, so I think even after the older people are like doing their own thing, and like they're all in their own places i think um yeah i think i i i hope we'll still we'll still get to to see each other like every week or or still have those like outings or where we go to like the tops or whatever and we all just eat or stuff like that right what about you kens i think it's it's different when especially when you said that you know we're all growing older and you know we, we have more topics to talk about because I mean, initially, I would say that yes, we are all close. Um, of course, us being the eldest, 
you know, we we had you guys to to play with, to boss around with, to you know, sit, sit, tell you to do stuff for us. But I think as we as as we're growing older, and you know, we have our own um, personalities, we have our own things that we we do. I still feel that we still have a certain closeness, and it made me re- yeah, it did make me realize, especially with um, the Sunday lunches that we don't normally have. Like I miss it so much. Even if we're not doing anything, because again, we're all in different stages in our lives, and it's the talks gets more interesting. You know, it's not it's not just you know, oh, what's your favorite TV show or, or what yeah. are you doing in school? And I think that's that's even that's an even more um, unique kind of bond that we have. You know, when we're when when we're at different stages in our lives, that you know, for me, it's it's it would matter more. It's not just, no, we're close because we're cousin. Now it's we're close because we're cousin. And plus, we have this shared something about a certain topic or what I say, your secret life that you will talk to us about. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Totally agree. What about you, Kenz? What's a question you'd want to ask each of us? How are you guys doing? You guys are so... Again, and, and this is coming from me, you know, being very relaxed, being very, you know, um, well, I don't really know what I'm going to do, but you guys are, you, the three of you specifically are all types of people that have goals, that have always have something to do, that, you know, I feel like even if it's, even if you're supposed to be resting, like your brains are all like, okay, I want to write about something, or okay, I'm thinking about something, and I'm like, my brain will literally relax and take a nap and how are you guys doing with this pandemic going on like how has it changed you has it has it made you learn to relax in a sense Mm -hmm. well I don't know I don't know if I just give off this um, impression on others now I'm always doing something because in reality like I'm not always doing something (laughs) Like, to tell you the truth, in law school, I would sleep, like, at least 10 hours. Wow. And, like, I would always cram or I'd be out, not studying. That's really the truth. Like, so, I don't know why, why lang, there, maybe, like, I don't know why there's that, why, why there's that impression that I'm always doing something. But, yeah, I, I realized in my mid-20s the value, or maybe even in my early 20s, the value of rest. I used to be that when I was younger, like grade school to, let's say, until second year high school. But after that, like, I really realized the value of taking a break, resting. So this pandemic, I guess, was really a welcome break as well. You know, it really recentered you, me. <laughs> it helps you recenter yourself. It helps you really reevaluate your life and see what really matters. So, yeah. I think, and it was a struggle at first because I'm really used to, you know, living alone, living, so, so moving back to Mahogany for like, for the, for the lockdown was a bit of a struggle in the beginning, but, but, (laughs) yeah, Nina is agreeing, but, you know, I think the dynamic is back, so, yeah, I think it was, it was a welcome break, I guess, for me, the pandemic. Well, for me, um, well, I'm I'm working from home, so 
the first few months of the lockdown, I felt like I had to prove myself to be productive. And it was like, uh, it was it was like bad. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what, even if it was after six, I would still be working because I felt like I should have at least an output to come out with and say, okay, I deserve a swell, but okay, because I finished this. I would go, <laughs> I'd be like that and had to be, I felt like I had to be on call on Viber. If they mentioned me, okay, so get chat by you. And because it's 10 o'clock in the evening. So, but then, uh, uh, then I realized, you know, I shouldn't be performing as, ev- as if everything's normal. Like, I shouldn't put this constant pressure on me to do something because, you know, it's, the situation's really bad. But I did feel that, like, in high school and college, my parents know this, high school and college, I would get sick if I was not doing anything because I would want to be busy. I don't know if it's a sanitizing, I don't know, whatever. You put the pressure on yourself. But in high, in high school, I felt like I always had to be busy. So when I got to college, I was taking up math com. And it's a little, like, it's a chill course compared to, like, all my other, you know, batchmates. Like, I don't have to study that much. I just have to write. And not, so I even took up a job the first year. First year in second year college, I was working also as a supervisor for a milk tea shop in Dumaguete. And I had to, and then third, then I went to Japan and stuff like that. And I was always making sure that I had extra coal just to keep myself busy. I don't know why. Was it, was it because to keep me company? Because I was living in Dumaguete by myself and stuff like that. And then I just brought it along. And then so now, but now I'm, I'm better at handling it now. Like I don't have to be busy sometimes. I find it even more productive Gani to sleep <laughs> because at least I'm resting. So I saw, you know, magtanga ako sa Netflix looking for something to watch. So, kana I and also I'm, I'm almost I'm also thinking like especially with during this pandemic since I have more time at home, it's kind of helped me a lot because actually I I don't know if you guys know but me and my family we do ever since April we've done family time from Monday to Saturday. So we just share like we just share stuff about what's happening and then we listen to like praise and worship songs for an hour or two and and that really got me like that helped me a lot especially like Kayla's back home and it's not like super dako among balay it's really small so all of us are like did you keep the did you wash the place no I didn't and stuff like that but like with a because there's family time we understand each other's struggles more. And I've got connected with my, with God, with, with my family. Uh, and then I realized, other than, you know, sleep being a productive thing, I realized now, you know what? I can do other stuff than watch K-drama. I can, you know, write. I can read, do all these things that I always, you know, I, I felt like I didn't have enough time to do before. So right. I'm still doing a lot of things. I still want to do a lot of things. But I think it's, my energy is just redirected. That's it for me. Exactly. Yeah. What about your school, Tara? With you and school and this online oh, thing? I don't know. How is that? Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for me, um, I guess the pandemic, I, I, think I'm a, I think I'm at a point in my life where um, I define myself as a workaholic. Um, like Ate Kiani, I, I like being busy and I like I like I like immersing myself in stuff, and, and like 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 for I think it was also um, like growing up in very competitive spaces, 
Um, so like like Ihas was pretty competitive, or at least the people I surrounded my, myself with were like pretty competitive. Um, and Ateneo it was also a really really I was an even more competitive um, like place where people were not only competing with ACADs but also like with uh, with extracurriculars. And also just like in, in college, oh my, I feel so dumb. <laughs> like I, I really be feeling so dumb. Like, and I, I, I'm not sure if it's, uh, it's, just, it's just like first year of college, like freshman stuff, or if it's uh, the online setup, or just like an unfortunate mix of, of being dumb as well. But I, like, I feel like um, it's just being, being really competitive is also, well, it's also something for me, I, I, I've grown to really love. Um, putting work into my passions, or at least uh, I was. I think I, I was. I, I'm grateful that I was able to figure out um, what uh, what are the things I'm passionate about pretty early on. Right. So, in the pandemic, to be honest, like I haven't stopped working since March. Um, wow. And since, since school was on was on lockdown. Um. So, so there was a there was a point in in, in time where and I was just I was just chilling like like there like before I went. Before I uh, left for Cebu, I was just in the, I was just in with 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 Sila, Kuya, Kuya Joshua in in their house. I was just staying in the, I was just staying in the um uh, in in the guest room and then playing with Jasmine, their dog. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I think there's a, I I I really like being busy, with, So that was the time I was really like actively looking for internships and then. Which I've been I've been nonstop since since summer. So I work either in an internship or working in um, in my political uh, in, in political organizations. Okay, uh, and it, it's it's even more pressure in given given the situation of the country now and uh, and other org stuff that I commit myself to. Uh, so I, if if there's one thing though I've learned this this pandemic without uh, it's really boundaries. Exactly. So right. like it's really like really like the uh, the importance of really setting boundaries for myself. Like Sundays, I don't do right. I, I don't do work on Sundays. Like strictly no meet either no meetings or no no studying or um I really just try to keep it for cleaning the house and also just like uh talking with talking with, with Mom and Bea or also my also Saturdays I try to keep it open when I can. Like that's when we visit Lola and right. Other also also other boundaries has been like setting uh setting work schedule like like set, setting work setting working hours, um and really uh and really not just waking up I, I like for for the longest time in, in quarantine I would um I would only wake up at the moment like one hour before I needed to actually do stuff, and it really sucked like waking up just to work like it really it really it it really sucked uh. Like the first thing on your mind is okay. I have to go and eat breakfast, and then I'll and then I'll go to I'll go to my laptop, and then the last thing I think before I sleep is I just work 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 until I feel tired, and then I pass out. And I realized it really wasn't healthy doing that. So you know, I I I've really been committing to actually uh like if I wake up, I'm really a early morning person. I I get it from my mom, who's like up at 5 a.m. every day. So I'm also up at like either five or six, but I don't do like work or school related stuff until eight because that's my earliest class. Uh, so I spend the time in the morning like like eating breakfast like normally or like talking with mom or like watching I mean, w watching stuff or or doing tai chi 
because I need to do it for my PE class. <laughs> so so, so it, it really it really relaxes. Like I'm not just waking up to go to the laptop, or I'm not I'm not just waking up to be like this. I think that that's something that's really kept me sane. But I think the other second the second thing I I realized uh, over quarantine is like at the page is adjusting back to living with 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 family. Okay. I mean, like, not necessarily living with other people. I, 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 dorm, I, I live with the other people. But also just, like, kind of adjusting yourself to a, a family setting. Like, like I, can't, I can't be going out at, at like, nine, uh, like 8 p.m. to go around, like, Katipunan. <laughs> or I can't, uh, I can't um, sleep over somewhere else. <laughs> or, or, or just randomly go out by myself. Um, I also can't talk about uh, certain stuff or, or like share stories because I have to, I would not, I, I do not want to get kicked out. <laughs> so it's, it's really adjusting back. To, and I really enjoyed, yeah, like even, even while I think my type is like, I'm very type A, like very, okay, like, like work, 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 study. I like studying, stuff like that. But I also really enjoy like going out and, and being an extrovert. But I also can't do that now, um, and I really miss I really miss like like friends and, and like other people and and doing other things for 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 recreation aside from like watching TV, right. watching Netflix or like watching YouTube videos or mm-hmm. so it really is trying to look and I I just realized how much I miss it or also really just going to Busaipod like with other people aside from Lola like I love Lola but I can't I can't ask her like about so how's your like 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 how, how's um, you how's working? <laughs> how's coping? Like there's a very limited things that you can talk about with Lola. But uh, yeah, like like I guess those are the things I I I'm even thinking about uh, boundary setting and just like how much the outside world meant to me, or like how how much of a big of an impact it had on like uh, keeping me sane. Right. I love what you said about boundary setting because that's so that's so perfect. I've I talked to you about this a little earlier, guys, Nona. Me and my friends have this passion project where mentoring school aged kids like you car. And yeah, I'm amazed at how how mature they are about that. And what I shared, I, I did a I did like a session on sensitivity, meaning what keeps you in check. So what I told them was like, it's less about managing your time. It's more about managing your energy because where you put your energy, where you spend your energy on reflects what you value the most. So if there's anything that you want to spend your energy on, but you can't, there should be some, there may be something wrong. There, there, there may be something where you can change the ba. So yeah. yeah. That's what. That's amazing. Na at at such a young age, you've come to that realization. So yeah, my final question, because we're like an hour already in this into this conversation. <laughs> yeah, my last question for each of you would be, well, for Candy, it would be like being in your mid thirties. What else do you want to accomplish before you hit forty? And what's probably like the biggest lesson you've learned thus far. And for those who have yet to turn 30, what do you look forward to? It, what do you look forward to in turning 30? <laughs> yeah. 
So who wants That's to start? That's a very hard question for me. Okay, I'll give I'll give the youngest first. I'll give the floor <laughs> to the youngest first. Okay. <laughs> oh, I uh, I think thinking about uh, what I want to be at thirty is hard. I think because it's like so far away. The, no? I, I uh, well, part of that, like, it's also pretty far away, but also, um, I think I'm at a point of, of my life where I'm just really not sure with what I want to do yet. But like, I, I know of my passions, but I don't really know like what career, or what industry I want to go in. And I think I only realized that over the past two years, because I always thought growing up na the goal was to be a lawyer. And I had like this plan set out now for myself of what I would of what I wanted to be. But then in the past two years, it's really changed so much based on the people that I meet, the ex- the things that I experience. Um, and now I'm I'm in my, I'm in the I mean I, I love I love my course I love political science I love studying it. But I'm not here for the original reasons that I thought I wanted to right. be in. Right. I, for the for the longest time, the idea was okay, Polsai, that's my pre-law, and then law school, um, and then, uh, over even just in twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, like my my I like my goals for myself or like what I what I what I envisioned myself to be changed so much, so it switched from being a lawyer to being a teacher, and then thinking I was gonna minor in education, and then it switched to, um. And, and and right and right and, switch, and it switched to like just not really knowing where 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 I want to be and it's it's, 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 like, it's confusing fine. now like right now mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's what, that's what people people also say but I guess right now um yeah, like like I'm in I'm in Paul and I enjoy it but uh right now I'm thinking if I should get a double major in communications because I really also enjoy communication or in the next how many months will that uh, will that passion also change, or will I discover something about myself? So I just really hope, looking at thirty, I'm somewhere where uh, I'm. I'm really sure of that. I want. I, I want to be there. I. I, I want to uh, hit thirty with a sense of intention. Nah, it's. I, I. I'm not like. I. I like. I want. I want to reach thirty and 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 have a life where I really like. I really wanted this and it wasn't just like at the um in it wasn't just at like the the will of of the universe or something right so uh, yeah no specific career industry I, I might be like somewhere completely different than where i am than where mm. i think i want to be right now but uh yeah i'm just open i'm just open to, to anything as long as um it's something that it's something that i really want oh that's so nice kian I don't know, like, cause I'm my family knows me as like someone as a goal setter. Like third year high school palang daan, I told myself, okay, mascom in Suleiman. And then when I decided to go to Japan for a year, more of that messed up my plan a bit. I was like, oh my five year plan, oh my god, my ten year plan, wala na. So then I realized, you know, what, I don't ha- I don't want to go do a plan anymore. So. Now that like I'm twenty, I'm twenty three, and then my fr- I'm I'm in this weird and awkward spot where like half of my friends are getting married and getting pregnant, and the other half is like, you know, still in college probably. So so there it's 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 an awkward age to be at really because 
you know, you don't have, there's no, wala na kay compare when you're in the race of life. So you don't know if you're doing the right thing or if you're doing the wrong thing. But at the age of 30, I really do hope that I can really say that, okay, I'm happy at where I understand. There's like, I can see the end. I know where I want to be going because I feel like there are just so many paths right now. And there, there's just so much possibilities in each path. And um, I just want to be at least at, I at least all these paths, at least at 30, I want to be left with at least one or two paths na lang ba. <laughs> I don't have to choose anymore. So, koan, yeah, I just want to be at a place na I can see na, okay, mas, mas klaro na judi na path for me. I uh, see, I want to know myself, at the age of 30, I want to know myself a lot better. Like, because it's a really weird age for me right now. I keep on thinking, oh my God, two years from now, I'm not 25. Like, Party life crisis. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I don't know. It's like, I feel, I still feel like I grad. I mean, I just graduated last year. So, I mean, like, uh, like this is my mindset, man, dude. Bro, I'm like freaking out. Like, should I be doing something right now? Or should I? That's why in the recent months of pandemic, like, I keep on saying, oh, I want to be a writer. I want to write like this. But I don't actually write. So that's why in the like the most recent like last month or did go I revived my blog. So at least I told myself na I may not know what I want to do right now, but at least I'm going towards somewhere that I feel you know most alive or whatever. So kana I just want to be happy when I reach age thirty. Lovely, and I wanted to add yeah even if you say na you don't know to whom you compare yourself. What they, it's true what they say na kanya-kanyang timeline. Yeah. Like, you really just compare yourself with your own self. Yeah. As long as I'm growing and I'm, as long as I'm learning, I'm happy and I feel like that's the right direction I'm going to. Right. What about you, Kens? Finish I feel like I'm still growing. I'm still learning. You know, my timeline... For some people would say that, you know, I should have known already certain things. I should be doing certain things already. But my mindset and my heart are still are still stuck in my t- mid-20s or at least late 20s. And that's why I can relate to all of you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but just, I think it's true. <laughs> but I, I think right now, you know, I, I'm... I'm more settled on being at peace, having contentment with myself. It's not about, I mean, yeah, there is that external pressure, uh, most especially that I'm, I'm already mid 30s. It's not, I can't say I'm in my early 30s anymore. There is that external pressure. But I also want to realize that, I mean, I also realize that with that, if I take a look also at the other people, they were too keen on, you know, I have to be this. I have to do this when I hit this certain age. And then when I look at their life, are they even really happy? Was it a right decision for them? Or was it a rush decision because they thought that they had it and then now they're having problems? I mean, in my line of work, I deal with young people like 18, 20s. And I also have people that are in their that they're in their 40s, almost 50s. And hearing their stories, hearing, you know, all 
all the things that I have to counsel them on. And I feel like, why am I counseling you on this certain topic? It hasn't happened to me yet. I, I have to counsel you on, on this certain issue. And you're already in your 40s. I mean, I should be calling you Tita, not just by your first name. <laughs> I was like, Tita. <laughs> we call them the, the gorgeous, you know, for being gore. <laughs> the gorgeous group. <laughs> Right, the mga gorgeous are here again, and and it's I I would just you know when when I hear their stories, I would just say to myself, you know what? I may not be someone that's successful in other people's eyes in how they determine success, yeah. but I am certainly not unsuccessful as well. Yes, definitely, definitely. I love so it. I am. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Thanks for the support. <laughs> but you know, I, I feel like as long as I'm being true to myself, as long as I'm not, you know, I am. I'm not also being a burden on any, anybody else. Then I'm good. I'm honestly, I'm I'm good. What I want to become in the next, I in you know, in a couple of years from now when I hit forty. I don't really know because times are changing. You know, I was I was actually thinking like a year ago or two years ago, I was thinking about taking up teaching because I learned that you know what? Why why am I not becoming a teacher? Why why wasn't that you know part of the the options that I had? Because I never realized it. And then now you know, I feel like oh, I would have been a good teacher. Yeah. I feel I think yeah. you know, and based on who I am and what you know. All the other things that I've been doing is sort of like teaching as well, but it's just not a formal teaching. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, who knows? They might change my mind. I might actually go ahead and pursue it. So that's something that you know, we, you really don't, you, you really can't tell. But as long as I'm happy, I'm contented, then I'm good. Right. Mm-hmm. I love what you said about yeah. We define our own success. You know. We don't have to meet societies or our family standards of success. And like, I think the approach to being 30, I guess, like me also reaching 30, it's not like a, it's not like a finish line. Once you hit 30, you should, you should have it all figured out or like when I chance to like get a family of your own or something. No, I mean, like, it's all up to you. So yeah, there's so much, I think, um, comfort in in knowing knowing yourself better. So I'm I'm so excited for Kara and Kiana to like you know, I don't know what they'll be. I mean like they're so they're so like they've achieved so much at a really young age. So I they have so much more to do pa when they reach thirty. And yeah, Kent, I'm I super I super agree with you and I super relate. So yeah, thanks very much for your lessons. And yeah, thanks for your time, guys. I'll just stop recording. We're like, oh my gosh, one hour and 15 minutes. I'll just stop recording, but we'll, we'll let's Chica after. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye, thank you.